Our thanks to our patrons, Barb Naughton, Lonnie Hanson-Dunbeer, Paul Fellman, Tim Reeder, Mike Schill, Jenna Smith, Dan Hedrick, Richard Goode, Daniel Ammons, Sarah Rogers, Troy Llewellyn, Christine Gerber, Jay Hanna, Jim Collison, and the Great Plains Black History Museum, open by appointment Thursday through Saturday from 1 to 5. The North Omaha History Podcast is a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. Over more than a 50-year period, one lawyer's name stands out in the African-American history of Omaha. He defended his community constantly, unrelentingly, and powerfully as a journalist and advocate who commanded troops during the Great War, continuously earning the begrudging respect of his white legal colleagues in Omaha. He was also a founding member of several black empowerment organizations and involved in many of the city's important events. Harrison J. Pickett. Hey, Adam? You know, it's an interesting thing, Steve, when we look back on this history and, and we see all the different patterns. One of the things that we don't really learn about are successful African-American business people who were important figures throughout the city of Omaha, not just the uh, black community. Harrison Pinkett was one of those figures. He was one of these people who was a little bit larger than life and did a little bit more than everybody else could have ever expected of him. He was a powerful man. You know, he actually moved to Omaha from the South. Uh, he came up to Omaha from a background of civil rights protest and, and a whole bunch of stuff. But before we get to that, let's paint his early life. Harrison Pinkett was born in Virginia in 1882. His parents were a black Civil War veteran and a white woman who got together in the 1860s, and they had 15 children. Pinkett was Harrison was one of those kids. While his father was a wagon maker, his older brother was actually a lawyer in Washington, D.C. So when Harrison graduated from high school, he went to Columbia University in New York City and attended there for a couple of years before he went down to Howard University in D.C. And at Howard, he got a Bachelor of Laws degrees in 1906. So as a young man, he uh, wasn't able to get a job right away in the field of law. Instead, he became a bricklayer and a printer in D.C. He eventually got to Chicago, where he was a journalist uh, and really started to write for newspapers. Pinkett was, when he was in Chicago and writing for newspapers, he picked up the pen name P.S. Twister. And under that name, he wrote critically about national black leaders like Booker T. Washington. And uh, he really started to take apart the whole field of African-American, the whole notion of African-Americans integrating into the states under the notion of capitalism and, and his belief that capitalism didn't work for black people. Pinkett came to Omaha in 1908 from Chicago. And when he got to Omaha, he found a city that was wide open and ready for him to get active. 
Pinkett was involved with another African-American leader from D.C. whose name was W.E.B. Dubois. That's right. Dubois himself uh, had visited Omaha in the summer of 1907 and came back to D.C. and encouraged Pinkett to come to Omaha. So Harrison Pinkett moved to Omaha in 1908 when he got there. Uh, he married a woman named Eva Mata Pinkett. Uh, and Eva and Eva and uh, Harrison lived right on Miami Street, uh, right about 21st. Pinkett set up his law practice in Omaha as soon as he got there. W.B. Dubois wanted Pinkett to really focus on serving the African-American community, but also to get involved in the uh, civil rights movement in Omaha. Early on in his time in Omaha, he became involved in representing a group of African-American U.S. Army soldiers who were at Fort Omaha. They were stationed at Fort Omaha and were involved in the, in this big incident that was called the Brownsville Affair. The Brownsville Affair was a pretty shady thing where a group of African-Americans uh, down in Brownsville, Texas, rioted uh, with local residents. Actually, the local residents attacked these black soldiers. And basically, long story short is um, all of these soldiers were sent up with the idea that uh, they were going to get in trouble. But what and and several of them were several of them got dishonorable discharges. Several of them were uh, sent out of the army and and sent up. And basically, long story short is Harrison Pinkett's defense of this group wasn't particularly successful. However, he did stay on it and got more and more involved in a lot of things. And in this case, he was exposed directly to several national leaders. Uh, again, he worked closely with W.B. Dubois, but he also interacted with Booker T. Washington on this case, who was involved, and uh, several other folks. So from, from that place, Pinkett really developed this commitment to uh, civil rights in Omaha. Again, those Army soldiers were at Fort Omaha. During that same time, Harrison Pinkett started clashing with Omaha's crime boss. We know him by name. We know him by reputation. He was Tom Dennison. Dennison was really, really, really uh, influential and, and did a lot of negative things to run Omaha down. And Pinkett wanted Omaha to be lifted up. Pinkett wanted Nebraska to become a dry state, get rid of alcohol entirely. Uh, Pinkett fought against Denison's profits from running saloons around the city, but also the gambling and the prostitution. You know, Pinkett himself took several of the taverns that were down in the Burnt District, which is where Denison ran his prostitution rings. He took these taverns to court and had them or fought for them to get shut down. He also made friends doing this as well as enemies, of course. And eventually started writing into Reverend John Albert Williams' newspaper. It was called The Monitor. And Pinkett wrote articles against drug sales, against bootlegging, against prostitution, against the taverns, against the burnt district, all these different elements. Pinkett was fighting a one-man fight all from the uh, time that he arrived in 1908 all the way into the 1910s. In 1916, Pinkett went to the Omaha Presbytery. Uh, that's the Presbyterian church to the main leaders. And he wanted him, he wanted the church to start a congregation for black people in North Omaha. In 1918, the Hillside Congregational Church at 30th and Lake sold their building to the Presbyterians and it became the Hillside Presbyterian Church. 
It was also called the Omaha Negro Presbyterian Church. It stayed open for 40 years before merging to form the Calvin Memorial Presbyterian Church on North 24th Street. Pinkett was very influential in that work. In 1917, Pinkett signed up for the World War I. He became one of five African-American officers in Omaha to serve. He was commissioned at Fort Des Moines as a first lieutenant and served as a Buffalo soldier in the Army in the 92nd Infantry Division. And then in the 366th Infantry in France, just for a year before the war ended. Later on in his life, remembering the day that the armistice was signed, uh, Pinkham was quoted by the Omaha World Herald uh, saying that, uh, quote, the colored boys under me laid down their rifles and the Germans did the same. They rushed across the clearing that separated them and embraced with joy at the first armistice in France. So Pinkett had memories from the war that he shared, and uh, eventually he was discharged as an army captain in April of 1919. Between the wars, he became super involved with the brand new Omaha chapter of the NAACP. Reverend John Albert Williams, who we mentioned earlier, formed that chapter in 1914, and Pinkett became really involved uh, as the chapter's lead lawyer, uh, who brought cases to the county courts, uh, to the Omaha City Council, and eventually to the state of Nebraska on behalf of the NAACP. In 1919, when he got back from the war, he found Omaha was embroiled by race baiting and white hysteria. White people were super scared of all these newspaper articles that were at promoting the notion of uh, African-American men as violent predators. And in August, Pinkett settled, sent a letter to the editor of the Omaha World Herald and of the Omaha Bee, where he tracked 20 accusations in the Omaha Bee, and it showed how they were all race baiting. Well... That was in August of 1919. In September 1919, a disabled black worker named Will Brown was arrested for such an accusation. It was said that he had raped a white woman. These accusations, Steve, they had been flying around Omaha for a year before that. But in September 1919, Pinkett went to the jail where Brown was being held. There was a frenzied mob gathering outside of the jail, and Pinkett went and saw Will Brown. He was the last African-American to see Will Brown in Omaha that night, September 29th, 1919. A white mob of 20,000 people stormed the Douglas County Courthouse in downtown Omaha. It stands there today. They stormed that citadel of justice. However, that night they were the most injustice that Omaha has ever seen. Will Brown was kidnapped from the jail, tied up and beaten, castrated, stabbed, lynched, disemboweled, and dragged through the streets by the car and burned on a bonfire by a mob of 20,000 spectators. Harrison Pinkett tried to represent Will Brown legally, but the Omaha mob wouldn't let him. They didn't want legal justice. They wanted mob justice. Now, afterwards, Pinkett pointed the finger at the Omaha Bee and said it was the Omaha Bee and its yellow journalism that inflamed the mob. Pinkett also pointed the finger at Tom Dennison and said it was him that put it all together. But for some reason, all of that got washed under the carpet, Steve, until the 1990s. When the facts came out in a book written by Orville Menard that really painted out Tom Dennison to be the guilty party. But remember, that started with Harrison Pinkett. 
You know, even with all that conflict, though, Pinkett kept going. He didn't shirk down from the responsibilities that he had assumed. And he continued in his civil rights advocacy and activism. He started a newspaper of his own in 1921. It was called The New Era. And he had hired a uh, an African-American radical named George Wells Parker. We'll talk about him in a future podcast. Pinkett hired Parker to be the editor of The New Era, but just a few issues in, there was a disagreement, and the newspaper eventually closed up, and Parker started his own. Before that was closed, Parker accused Harrison Pinkett of selling the black vote to a candidate for the Omaha Police Commissioner. Pinkett was also accused of helping the KKK by George Wells Parker himself. Now, Reverend John Albert Williams, who we mentioned earlier, who ran his own newspaper, he came out for Parker in the argument and said that Parker was right. He preached that Pinkett was a member of a citywide conspiracy among African-Americans to support the KKK. Well, nothing came of the allegations because Pinkett kept representing the NAACP, which Reverend Williams had founded earlier and worked for for another decade. So we don't know where those really came, those arguments really came from or even really where they went. We just know that the KKK continued in Omaha and Pinkett continued in his advocacy and activism. It continued throughout his career. In 1922, a man named Robert Johnson was arrested by the Omaha Police Department. And Pinkett represented him as a victim of police abuse. Johnson, he was a supporter of an unpopular candidate for Omaha Police Commissioner. And Pinkett claimed in court that police arrested him in retaliation. None of this didn't, you know, this didn't come without repercussions on Harrison Pinkett, though. In 1927, Pinkett was attacked by a man with a gun. Pinkett didn't have it easy. He did create, in 1928, the Omaha Colored Commercial Club. He pulled together Reverend Williams, Dr. John Andrew Singleton, a popular African-American dentist, and Thomas Muhammad, who was a black businessman. And uh, that same group eventually also started North Omaha's American Legion Roosevelt Post 30. The American Legion posts were founded in order to celebrate and, and maintain the camaraderie from World War One. And Pinkett was essential in starting Omaha's Black American Legion post that still runs today. Pinkett himself ran for Omaha City Commissioner in 1933 and 1936. And even though he lost, he kept going. In 1945, Pinkett offered a patriotic address to the Nebraska legislature to commemorate President's Day. Then in the late 40s, Pinkett became involved in breaking a graft operation inside of the Omaha Police Department. Can you believe it, Steve? 1940s, late 1940s, businesses along North 24th Street were raided by the cops. And Pinkett protested on these businesses' behalf to show that the raids happened because the, the owners of the businesses weren't willing to pay 100 bucks a week for protection money. These were all black clubs. The Businessmen's Club on North 24th Street, the Royal Dukes Club at 27th and Parker, and the Veterans Recreation Club on 24th Street. Dozens of people were arrested in those raids on all kinds of charges. Pinkett even represented uh, Jim Bell. Jim Bell was North Omaha's most predominant black businessman for many years. He was accused of basically doing everything evil in Omaha ever. And the cops continually came after him. Well, there wasn't necessarily any kind of trial that came of it all. And eventually Pinkett lost steam, and but the Omaha Police Department did let up a little bit in the 1950s. 
However, by then, Pinkett's steam was letting down. Uh, his wife died in 1948, and he got married again to a woman named Venus. He continued to do his work as long as he could, but he died in July of 1916. It's 1960. All the way through the end of his life, though, he kept writing editorial letters, and he kept working as a defense attorney. He was the counsel for the NAACP chapter from the time that it was started in 1914 all the way through 1960. He won 25 out of 26 Nebraska Supreme Court cases for the NAACP, all of them focused on civil liberties. Today, though, Steve, believe it or not, there are no monuments or historical plaques in Omaha as a tribute to this great man. No streets have been named for him, no schools have been named for him, no libraries are named for him. Although his lifelong home is still standing today, it's not recognized for its historical significance. The city hasn't named it a landmark, and it's not on the National Register of Historic Places. Today, the biography of Harrison Pinkett lives on right here in this podcast on NorthOmahaHistory.com and in my book called Hashtag Omaha Black History. I encourage the listeners to check out all those sources, and uh, let's learn more about Harrison Pinkett together, this fascinating leader of North Omaha, for more than six decades. And that is the life of Harrison Pinkett. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.